ceilings and floor. I, I remember saying that. I, I don't I don't need to know how many podcasts have 1,300 episodes because I need my ego to be padded. I just need to know because I want to know where we stand. I need to know how much of a strength is this. I need to know that the ceiling and the floor is the where we started, where we're ending, and where are we now. And, and I think that if you know where you are now based on the ceiling and the floor, now you can at least sure up. Make sure you're doing the right things to, to stay on course towards your destiny. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your co-host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for dream chasers. We bring you seven episodes per week to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, episode number 1,311, Why Relationships Get Stale Today, for episode number 1,312, two of the most important things to know about yourself. I was on a podcast recently, and I'm sure you hear me say that far too often. I apologize. That's where some of my best stories come from. And one of the questions I get asked very often, there are many questions I get asked, I won't say too often because obviously I'm on a lot of shows, but I'm always trying to think of how do I answer this better? Because I know I'm going to get asked this question again. How do I answer it better? And one of my favorite questions and the one I get often is, if you were an early dream chaser, what advice do you think you would need the most? And I always say this, I think it's unreasonably important for you to know two things about yourself. One, what is your number one unique strength? Two, what is your number one unique weakness or opportunity for growth? And that's what this episode's about. Two of the most important things to know about yourself, what is your greatest strength and what is your biggest weakness or growth opportunity? Interesting thing. If you are in a community or you're in a friend group or you grew up in a family where it's not you're not allowed to talk about what you're good at, right? You could be really good at something, but everybody around you has convinced you that if you talk about what you're good at, you're arrogant or you're cocky or that means something bad about you. It's also going to be really hard for you to admit and then work on your weaknesses. So it's almost like if, you know, Alan and I have been working together for a long time. Alan's given me, given me many compliments of, hey, you're really good at this. You're really good at this. But he's also given me many opportunities to grow by saying, hey, I think you could work on this a little bit more. If Alan never said, hey, Kev, you're really good at this and only said, hey, Kev, you should work on this more, then that probably wouldn't feel very good. On the other end, if Alan only ever said, hey, Kev, you're really good at this. Hey, Kev, you're really good at this. And he never said, hey, here's an opportunity to get better at this. I would probably think I'm way better than I actually am. So it's this interesting kind of balance of many of us have really, really, really unique strengths that we don't give ourselves credit for. And if you don't give yourself credit for it, what are the odds that you pour more into it? There are also many of us, again, myself included in the past, and I'm sure at times, where I have a unique weakness that I want to avoid. And if I avoid it, obviously it's not going to get any attention and it's not going to get any better. So that is what we are talking about in today's episode. Uh, there's so many layers to this topic that I, and I'm trying to figure out which road I want to take and maybe I'll take a couple and then we'll circle it all back. Synergize it. I like that word, synergize it. Kev, I think one of the reasons people don't acknowledge their strengths 
if you don't acknowledge your strengths, you most likely aren't going to understand your weaknesses because every strength comes with a weakness. So that's the first thing to understand. One of the other reasons why people don't acknowledge their strengths, there's a couple of reasons. One is because of what you just said. It's socially unacceptable to say, I am good at blank. Mm. That's number one. Number two, your strengths actually make other people insecure. That's something that's very not talked about enough, in my opinion. And I'll give an example. I have an ex-girlfriend who was extremely, extremely beautiful and had a great physique. And I'll never forget this story. I've told it on the podcast before, but it was so alarming to witness. And she was walking next to someone who is insecure about her physique. And I understand, right? We all are insecure about our physiques in certain ways. I don't like my calves. I think I have tall giraffe legs. Like, <laughs> And again, huge strength in running, not a huge strength in bodybuilding. Sorry for laughing. I just the, no, the way it's you okay. Said it, the it's way true. You said it was funny. <laughs> it's true. Prepared. On the basketball court, those things go. I'll tell you what. There, but yeah. you know, in bodybuilding, not so much. So, I'm in Newport, and my girlfriend is. Uh, it's hot. It's a hot summer day, and she had a a shirt on or a hoodie on, and she's next to someone, and they're talking, and they're walking, and we're overlooking the the cliff walk. For those of you who've been in Newport, beautiful ocean cliff walk, awesome. Takes off her hoodie. She is um, extremely attractive, great body, and I will never forget it. The other person literally walked away from her. Her partner was behind me, and I heard her whisper in his ear, why has she always got to do that? And it was like, what? So my girlfriend at the time is beautiful, and she always made, she didn't know she was doing this. She certainly didn't mean to do this, but she made other women insecure because she's just way more attractive, in my opinion, than they are. And it's not necessarily my opinion. She's just more attractive. She's, she should be a model. She's beautiful. When my mom first met her, she said that. She's like, you need to be a model. But anyways, so here's my point. Beautiful physique, beautiful person, huge strength. In modeling, huge strength. Wonderful. In developing friendships with insecure women who are insecure about their looks, not necessarily a strength. I want everyone to understand that your greatest strengths make other people insecure. It's okay that that's the case. Kev, you were jacked in high school, man. You made other people insecure when you would take your shirt off. It, it is what it is, right? You should not lessen your strengths because I don't like that I haven't hit puberty yet. Mm. And it's really important to understand this. One more tiny example. There was someone in college who was brilliant and always got 100 on every test. And that would mess up. So in college, Kev, when <laughs> yeah, I'm not I know you're gonna laugh at that in college, Kev. I know you know. Tell this. me, tell me let about me tell this. You, let me tell you what happens. I've college. heard of this thing. College, You've heard I, of this thing. I don't so know about it. If everyone gets a sixty on a test, the teacher goes, "Okay, listen, this test is too hard. My bad." They grade it on a curve, and they grade it on a curve. Exactly. Of course, I when was in math class where we when all. When someone gets a, a one hundred, they ruin the grading on a curve thing because it's yeah. like obviously, see, this right. person got a hundred, so we're not gonna bump you 60s up to you know so everyone else in the class gets insecure and upset because this one person happens to be a genius who crushed it and probably studied really hard too right so number one you don't know your strengths because it's not acceptable to own them number two when you do own them you do make those around you insecure and that is what it is i was with someone playing basketball who did a 360 dunk and it's it's embarrassing i remember one person threw the ball off the backboard passed me and then reverse dunked on me in sandals when i lived in venice beach california that is embarrassing but he should not lower his game 
to make me feel better about myself. That's my opinion, again. So I'm going to tell this brief story real quick. I was behind the scenes with someone who I think is incredible and who I think is what I call a too-moucher. Someone who's so competent and so incredible that they're afraid to show it because whenever they do, people tend to get insecure and sometimes they lash out, sometimes they avoid. A lot of us have different trauma responses to other people's strengths, particularly when we're insecure, myself included. So I said, I want you to... So me and this person are behind the scenes and I say that you're a too-moucher And I want you to lean into being better because your goals are going to require you to be more competent, not less. Everything everyone else wants you to dial down, I actually know you need to dial up if you want to achieve your dreams. She said, okay, fair. I said, I know how hard this is going to be. Permission to do something uncomfortable together. She's like, yes. I say, okay. So listeners, permission to have an uncomfortable conversation. Okay. If not, you can turn us off. Right? I said, I... I already know that you are better than Jane Smith at XYZ, okay? You know it too. I want you to say it to me. I want you to say, I am better than Jane Smith at XYZ. And Jane Smith is John Doe, Jane Smith, whatever. It's not a real person, okay? And she could not do it. She was like red in the face. It's so uncomfortable. See, if I say Kevin is stronger than me in the gym, that is so easy for me. But me saying that I'm smarter than Kevin is like super uncomfortable. It used to be a lot more uncomfortable. Now I've gotten better at this. And you've also said it publicly on the podcast. So I'm grateful. And you're also not insecure about that because you've already owned that. So that's great. What I And by the way, smarter in what? Right? It, it, it's Life. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I think it depends on the arena, of course. Right? There's certain things Kevin is smarter than me at. Okay. But holistically, I would say that's fair. So uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. I want our listeners to actually have a moment where they say, I am better than most people at blank. And I want, I wouldn't mind if you'd be willing to lead by example. Oh my goodness gracious. I am better than most people at blank, Kev. Now, here's why it's scary for Kev to do this because it's going to be perceived as arrogance. (laughs) But, but, if he wants to own his unique strengths and he really wants to develop them and grow them and build a business around them, he's going to have to know this inside of himself. He's going to have to face this truth, both good truth and bad truth. In this case, good truth. So, Kev, I am better than most people at blank. What do we got? I, sorry. I am better at speaking than most people. Was that hard for you? I don't know. No, I don't think so. I think I think it depends on your conditioning. Even when he's, I was, so I was going to ask you a follow-up it, do you think that, okay, let's put it this way. I don't know if I've read. (laughs) I'm very uncomfortable. Let me me flip the question on you. you. Do you think that a too moucher has that a different relationship? I don't know if I've ever been classified as a too moucher. So for me, it's almost like I've had so many people tell me that I'm really good at stuff. Remember, I'm not, I'm the person who didn't believe in me. I'm very blessed where I had a lot of people who believed in me. So I think my experience is a little bit different now am i afraid somebody who just listened to the first episode ever is like oh my god this kevin dude is the worst what do you have your mouth is open like a i just had a like a hoss i had a big breakthrough for you i am weak at blank is harder i don't know that's way easier for me i can share all my weaknesses very easily i have a really hard time leaning into my strengths i don't know if publicly publicly i'm not good at systems no i don't think so my weaknesses my, you know, it's like a running joke. My weakness is system. 
and making things better. I'm really good at getting things up and running, but after that, they kind of crash and burn if Alan what doesn't else? come help. What else am I weak at? Shield bumping people. Like, Same. Br- bringing people with egos down. Don't like it. Avoid it like the plague. That's Same. one. I'm not In the super beginning, organized. though, you were, you had trouble with that. Maybe I wasn't confident. I don't know. I think I'm, I actually do believe I'm finally becoming confident where I feel comfortable stating both. Oh, I didn't plan on this, but I think it's important for the listeners. I've, I've, I've created these three buckets that all of us fall into. All of us are all three of these, but we usually have a big one, a decent one, and a, and a not, not much of us is this. The first bucket is pretenders. I've been there for sure, where you're pretending to be more competent than you really are. I've been there for sure, for mm-hmm. sure. And that's okay. just mostly ego. We all have one. If you think you don't have an ego, trust me, that's your ego. Okay, so pretenders bucket one. And I would say that you and I in the beginning of this journey had a lot more of that than we do now. Yeah, definitely. Number two, this is the bucket that I would put Kevin in now. Owner. You're just someone who kind of owns it. You own your strengths and your weaknesses. When you're not very good, you don't try to pretend you are. You're just like, honestly, I, my bad. I suck. My bad. Mm-hmm. Right? But then you also kind of own your strengths too. And then there's the two muchers. The third bucket is the two muchers. These are the people that really, really, really are so competent that they trigger the deepest insecurities of other people. And if you're listening, you might be a two mucher in certain arenas. And unfortunately, that's probably connected to your biggest strengths and your biggest weakness, which is fear of offending other people. And so I hope that this all lands because the two of the most important things you need to know about yourself, number one, what are your strengths? Number two, what are your weaknesses? And if you are really, really, really strong, you most likely have a weakness that comes with that that usually has social repercussion. Mm. It's interesting. Hi, everyone. My name is Amanda. I am a dental hygienist and a mom of two teenagers. I was first introduced to Kevin and Alan about three years ago. So that led me to book a consultation with Alan and I showed up to that call in the lowest spot that I've been at in my entire life. He is a good human that genuinely wants the best in your life, your future, your love, your relationships, your wealth, and you have the chance to be in the same room or on the same call or have these two in your life in any way, then you are blessed. I don't, I think, I just think at this point, you and I have had so many conversations and I mean, I've been asked publicly so many times. That's the other thing too, is like, I'll get asked like, what's your biggest strength? What's your biggest weakness? It's like, oh yeah, okay. Let's we're going to do this. Okay. So I think for me, it's just, I used to think talking about a weakness was a weakness. Now I realize talking about a weakness is a strength. That, I think that's just my frame now is like, it's the same for me. I think that's the same thing as vulnerability. Where, yeah, are you gonna reach out and say I'm bad at systems? I'm the worst. Like I know I need to get better. Thank you. I I know that I'm trying. That I just, it's almost like if I admit it, it's the M M&M and M thing. If I admit it, you can't. You're not really gonna use it against me. That, I think that's the way I think about it now from a weakness standpoint. And here's the, the other be- thing. In the beginning, was it like that? I don't know. No, probably not. I think it would be I think it would be arrogant to say yes. Cuz I think if we really are insecure about it deep down, most likely it's hard to admit. Well, I think anything you've admitted publicly you're probably not super not for me at least. 
anything I've admitted publicly, I'm not really insecure about. Yeah. So it's it's almost like, but here this is the interesting thing too. The the I think the most important thing and the biggest reason why this is important is because your greatest strength is probably going to bring you to success. Your greatest weakness is going to stop you from getting to that level of success. So that's why it's like, if I could only learn two things about myself, it would be those two. My biggest strength and my biggest weakness. Because at least you can double and triple down on your biggest strength and then you can sure up your biggest weakness, whatever that means to you. Having somebody help you, you know, you've created a lot of the systems that I operate on. So mm-hmm. does it suck? Yes. Is it is it potentially painful to talk about weaknesses? Yes. But you can never... You cannot turn a weakness into a strength until you realize it's a weakness first. And you can't understand how to leverage a strength until you realize it's a strength. If it's not a strength, it's just a skill or it's just a habit or it's just a thing. When it becomes a strength, then it becomes powerful and there's a lot of potential there. Uh, I didn't realize this until this episode and I hope the listeners can think about themselves in this. I I didn't realize how, how much of a strength systems were for me. Mm. And you didn't realize how big of a weakness systems were for you. Mm. I didn't realize how much effective communication is actually a weakness for me. And you might not have realized how big of a strength it was for you. Mm. And it's so interesting how we've shirred each other up so much in that. Because you're usually the one saying like, Alan, that's never going to land. And you've gotten me to finally understand that. And now I'm doing that with other people. Because I never would have known you know, we used to do top 10 ways to X, Y, Z. And I looked back at one of my trainings from 2020 and it was horrible. I mean, it was great, but it was not well communicated. It's too much. It was like, it might as well have been a, that could have been a four day seminar. And I jammed it into one hour and it was just overwhelming and not good. So it's just interesting how we've shared up each other's strengths and weaknesses without even knowing we were doing that. But maybe on some level we knew that was happening. Um, but for the listeners, and let's use Kevin as an example here. Kev, there's no way you could have achieved your dreams without systems, dude. Mm-mm. I didn't there's know no what systems way. were. When you say like, maybe you didn't know how big of a weakness systems were. I didn't, I, where would I have ever learned systems? It, it, in what, you know what I mean? And what job that I've ever done when I really, really learn reverse engineering systems? I, I wouldn't. I never yeah. would have learned that most likely. You know, there was no reason to. There's no reason. Well, I would never have achieved my dreams if I didn't come up in communication, mm. effective communication. And you would never have achieved your dreams if you didn't come up in systems. For sure. And so, but neither would have, neither one of us really knew. And so for the listeners, what if they, what if they don't know? I didn't know. I would have told you I was a strong communicator. You, like way you back. are compared to maybe other people. I think that's the interesting thing is like, the reason you and I figured it out is because it was almost like, all right, man, you lead here. You're you're stronger than I. That's good enough in the beginning. You know, it's like if you and I are, oh, it's going to be a dumb analogy. If you and I are on an island and we have to like hunt and start a fire and build a raft, like you're going to be better at some things than I. It, that's good enough for that. From It doesn't mean I'm the worst at it. It just means I'm not the best at it. Yeah. And I think when you start with that small subset of like, oh, interesting, I'm, I get that point across better than Alan or in a more effective way than Alan. Interesting. I've always looked up to Alan as a communicator. What does that mean? Okay, interesting. Am I better than I think? I think that's a good start. I mean, in your friend group, what are you the best at? 
that's a good, a good way to start. Yeah. And, that, and what not are you from the worst the, at? What yeah. are you the worst at too? I have not no from problem. an ego standpoint. Yeah. But yeah. It's very important to know where you fall in these things. Self awareness. Ceilings and floor. I, I remember saying that. I, I don't I don't need to know how many podcasts have thirteen hundred episodes because I need my ego to be padded. I just need to know because I want to know where we stand. I know. I just need to I don't I need to know how it's much like, of a strength is this? It's know? like a GPS in a car. You you know the where you started, your address, mm-hmm. home address. You know where you want to go, and you put, plug in the destination address. But all along the way, when you lose Wi-Fi, when you lose mm-hmm. LTE, you all of a sudden it's like no idea. I don't yeah. know where where the car is. You it's, it seems like you're still miles back. That you have to. That's kind of what it is. I need mm-hmm. to know that the ceiling and the floor is the where we started where we're ending and where are we now and and i think that if you know where you are now based on the ceiling and the floor now you can at least sure up make sure you're doing the right things to to stay on course towards your destiny or you have to change the gps and be like honestly i don't have the skills to climb that mountain Mm. or i don't even want to do what it takes to get there because you and i talked about that marathon or what was the i don't remember the marathon marathoner's name but so just for context alan and i are recording this on patriots day which is marathon monday in boston and we're both in new england so yeah today is a a day off for everybody we were talking about that but there's a marathon runner who has run a marathon in under two hours i believe and their average pace for their marathons are like four their for each mile is like four minutes and 25 seconds per mile or something over the 26 which you is said 435 435, 425. Uh, yeah, 10 either seconds way. matters a lot. Either either way, yeah. It's, it's insane. Yeah. So you said put the treadmill on 13. And then run for two hours straight. And then run for two hours straight, which yeah. is insane. That's I heard this on the radio, so yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a spo- it was a sports radio, so I think it's accurate, but don't quote me. But the point is is that in, in marathon running, there's the ceiling. Yeah. And if, if you want to try to hit the ceiling one day, you got to evaluate and go, like, let Kev, real talk. <laughs> you know you're five no, foot I'm six not gonna, yeah i'm no, not gonna beat not that possible record. for kevin no, yeah no. you can't beat that man and th- and that man is probably what six feet tall i don't He's gotta know. have legs on him yeah like a hoss I'm, sure. I'm sure right I'm so sure. i don't know the specifics i could find out but i don't know the specifics it's useful information for you to know your strengths and your weaknesses and the ceiling and the floor it is it's useful it's very important i but i understand it's hard that's the that's what i want to get across is again Maybe it's easier for Alan and I at this point, but it now it's more of a strength now. At one point, talking about my weakness was a weakness, and now it's it's kind of a strength. Talking about my strengths at one point probably was a weakness. Now it's a strength. So it, just understand, maybe we make it look a little bit easier, but that's okay because we all start from our own starting block. I won't say we all start from the same place because that's not. I wonder if I'm good at either one. I think I'm pretty good at talking about my weaknesses. I definitely... You're better at talking talk about, about your, my strengths. You're better at talking about your weaknesses for sure than your strengths. You think so? I think so. I think you have I a think lot I'm of negative. Scared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've come off as very arrogant, and I I don't like that because it shuts people off to what they can learn and um, figuring it out. Figuring it out. We are figuring it out. Strong one. This is a good one. Next level nation. Where do I have this? Oh yes, we. So we have a course that we're going to be recording. And it is going to be on self-belief and self-worth. So we have realized that 
our listeners, our community, there's kind of two frames. Some of you believe that you are capable of building this castle on the ocean. It's a beautiful castle. And you say, you know what? I know I can do that. I know for the next 10 years, I can go out there and build every single day. I have that level of self-belief in myself. There's also another camp of humans who they don't think they ever deserve to live in the castle that they have built because their self-worth is low. So self-belief versus self-worth. We didn't know about this for a long time. Alan's wonderful partner, Emilia, kind of raised his awareness and he's raised mine. And we're realizing how big this is for our community, not just our community, everybody, but particularly particularly our community. We're going to do a course on it. I don't know if it's going to be free. I don't know if it's going to be paid yet, but we're going to do a course on it and it's going to be awesome. Okay, what's the when are we recording that? <clears throat> we're recording this on... Thursday, May 4th, and we're going to record a course every three months. So every quarter, every quarter. we're going to record a new one. The self-worth and self-belief, <clears throat> the common wound that we've found at NLU for our listeners tends to be low self-worth. Yes. Um, the victim has low self-worth and low self-belief. The villain has inflated ego self-worth. That goes back to the pretender I was talking about. And again, we all have a villain inside of us. The hero has high self-belief and low self-worth. And then the guide has high self-belief and high self-worth. And that's where we're trying to help everyone become, including ourselves. So high self-belief and high self-worth. Okay. I am, oh, habit tracking. Yeah, yeah. So you hear us on this podcast all the time talking about habit tracking. Kevin, probably five years ago now, started with five habits. Now he's tracking, I think, 27 a day. You don't ever have to get to 27. What'd you say? I don't, I don't know how many it is. Oh, okay. So start small. Uh, we have an app called Optimal and it starts you out small. It starts with three habits, one under health, one under wealth, one under love. The link will be in the show notes to download the app. You can put it right on your home phone, home screen. We also have a tutorial video that we're going to link as well. Um, if you want to start habit tracking, it will change your life. I've been habit tracking now for seven plus years and Looking back, you can kind of see what's made the biggest difference. Whereas at the time, you don't really know how big of an impact it's going to be. I started in these little black notebooks behind me and I started just with pencil, just erasing and checking stuff off. And now it's an app. So uh, join us on Optimal. Click the link in the show notes and who knows where it will take you. If you start out and you say, you know what? I hate this. Can it? All good, but start small. You never know. Next level nation tomorrow for episode number 1,313. 1313. Are you listening to the right people? I was reading a book or listening to a book recently and something he said kind of broke something free in my brain. So I'm excited. This is going to be a very hyper-conscious episode, Alan. I'm very excited for that one. As always, we love you. We appreciate you. Grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Know thyself, Next Level Nation. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family. We mean it when we say family. If you ever need anything, please reach out to us directly. Everything you need to get a hold of us is in the show notes. Thank you again, and we will talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>